0: This sport, distance running, is full of high caliber athletes who escape the view of the greater public, sometimes voluntarily, sometimes not. Our guest this week is one of those runners who epitomizes that thought. Robin Mildren is not a household name. In fact, I'd be willing to wager that most of the people in the running community aren't even familiar with her or her accomplishments. Robin is the 2018 10,000 meter bronze medalist. She has a 73-21 half marathon PB and was a member of the Guelph Griffins in a very, very dominant era. Robin chats training, plans for the marathon, mountain running, and a whole lot more on this week's show. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a tracky radio production. All right. So the last couple months have been really, really pretty big for you. Um, I see that not just in Houston, which we will, you know, we'll hop into uh, very shortly, but uh, also you had a pretty big race on Boxing Day um, in your hometown, if I'm not mistaken.
1: So going into the Boxing Day race, um, it was really kind of a race to test my fitness. Um, I mean, it was good because it was low pressure. It's sort of over Christmas. um, I had come home from Vancouver to Hamilton to spend time with family um, and also my boyfriend's family in Kingston. So I was actually pretty relaxed, able to focus a little bit more on training and recovery leading into that race. And yeah, I just, the, the gun started and I felt great in that race. It's probably the best I've ever felt. And then, able to sort of keep up goal half marathon pace for that race, despite those hills um, and a bit of the wind coming off the water. I was really, really pleased with that. So um, we didn't do a very big taper going into that race um, because I still kind of wanted to focus on training for the Houston half marathon, which was sort of my big goal. Um, so I felt like despite all of that, I was really happy. And that was kind of the first indication I had that, you know, things were definitely progressing in the right direction.
0: You know, that, that race is one with so much history. Um, you know, it it spans back a number of years, but, you know, just taking a look at some of the fields who, who ran that race, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you don't really like, unless you are from the area or you're super into the sport, Uh, Do you really get how how awesome that race is? Have you run it before? And you know, like have you watched it before? Like how much did you know about the race going in?
1: Yeah, I actually I absolutely love that race partially because it's in my hometown Um, So I get family out to watch me um, on Boxing Day It's just uh, really great for me to have like my dad standing there at the top of the hill cheering me in I've actually run that race several times so I won it last year as well um, it was a sprint finish between me and Carmen Duma Hassar. Hmm. Um, I'm sure you know who that is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, last year though, it was the, the conditions were terrible. <laughs> it was like colder than minus twenty. I mean, there was snow on the roads, which was kind of interesting because time just went out the window, and I was just trying to. You know, trying to win the thing. So, last year was a totally different story compared to this year where we ended up having um, great temperatures. And I was able to really see how fast I could run. So, I've, yeah, this is, I think, I want to say the third time I've done that race.
0: Yeah, when you say it's when you say that it was a sprint finish last year, you know, I I ran that race and I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of sprinting. Maybe maybe that's uh, that's pretty relative to to what it is. One thing that really strikes me about that race is uh, probably about four and a half miles there. In there's this just giant hill and I I don't think I've seen anything like it in a race before uh you know you've obviously done (laughs) quite a bit of uh, cross-country racing and quite a bit of road racing and stuff do you think do you think that ranks as one of the bigger ones
1: in terms of hills yeah um well that's a that's definitely a big hill for a road race especially when you're in road racing you tend to target faster courses um but it's an off-distance race anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, to me, I actually love hills. Um, I think I punch considerably above my weight on hills. So like with my training mates, people who are faster than me on level ground, I tend to run a bit better than on hills. Um, in Vancouver, I do a bit of mountain running. So I think that helps. Um, I've also done, uh, the Red Bull 400, which is 400 meters up a ski jump um it's like 35 degree degrees (laughs) gradient um so yeah hills are kind of yeah they really suit me they're sort of my thing so I'm not afraid of those hills when I see them in a road race even that hill like you said is big for a road race but to me it's quite mild compared to some of the stuff you see in north Vancouver
0: well, the, the mountain running is interesting. I mean, like, obviously you are in a, in a great place to do that. Yeah, there, there are a lot of, you know, national championships and, and that sort of stuff. Is that kind of where you see yourself um, going as, as far as your running goes? Uh, maybe taking that more seriously some, sometime down the line?
1: I think definitely in the future I will do that. Um, when I start to focus maybe more on mountain running, I'm not sure because I still have so many goals on the track and on the road. That's still definitely my main focus. Um, But this year, I think for the first time, I'm going to try to actually do a bit of both. So maybe end my track season early um, at the 10,000-meter championships um, in Burnaby and then actually focus on mountain running, maybe do the Canadian Mountain Running Championships Red Bull 400 championships, and then potentially um, mountain running world championships, um, which is, it's different because those teams aren't, they're not funded. It's kind of more, um, I don't want to say less competitive, but it's more about, you know, getting out there and um, enjoying the sport as opposed to working really hard to try and make a national team for, you know, say, um, like world track and field championships or something. So it's something I need to think about more in the future. But right now I would say I'm still primarily focused on track and road.
0: Okay. So from the super hilly to a course that is, is known for, for how flat it is. Um, you had a huge, huge race in, in Houston just a couple weekends ago. Um, big half marathon PB for you. You know, you mentioned the training going into it uh, was was going well. Let's talk about, a little more about the race. You know, did it uh, did it meet your expectations? You know, did you did you hit the time goals you were looking for?
1: Um, I was pretty yeah. The race was pretty much what I expected, and I was really happy with my race. Um, in terms of at the start, I actually didn't get into the elite category. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I applied kind of late with with not an awesome time. So I didn't get in. So I was quite a ways behind the elites um, and the other Canadians. So it took me a while to get across the line and to get going. Um, and in addition to that, we didn't have like a cl- place to drop clothing. So we were corralled maybe 30 minutes before the race and it was really cold um, with just our race kits on. So I think that all those things, um, I didn't quite anticipate. Um, So I think that leaves, I I think it's a good thing because I think it leaves a lot of room for improvement just in terms of race prep. Um, And maybe it's a good exercise to try and, you know, apply for these races early, think about them early, um, get in solid uh, seed times. Um, So it's just kind of a different world for me because this is the first time I've actually done a really a really big road
0: race. You know, your your ending time ended up being 113 uh, 21, which is is a time that I would think would get you into the elite corral for for most races. Uh, you know, what was it going in were You using an old PB or you know like like what what was the time that that uh, you tried to use?
1: So, I I applied with a 11500. Um, from the Victoria half marathon, which was, I was actually happy with that time at the time. Hmm. Um, but all things considered in these more local races, I love the local races in Vancouver, but you don't often get the fastest courses and you don't always have people to run with. Um, so I thought there, that time was good for me, but I was alone for, you know, At least half the race Um, it was raining so I mean I don't want to make excuses but I just knew there was a lot of room there like a going in with a 115 I knew I could drop at least a minute or more from that time
0: you know um, one of the first places that I saw you run was last year at the Inferno at the uh, at the 10,000 meter uh, championships you ended up coming third in that race now the, the championships have moved across the country. Uh, they're going to be happening where you're living right now, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Is, uh, is that something you kind of have your eye on? Is, is that the next big goal?
1: That is definitely the next big goal, um, is to try and set myself up to run as best as possible at the 10,000-meter championships. Um, and I expect that it's going to be really competitive this year. Um and I think they're gonna probably bring out some paces to try and help the people that are trying to run the really fast times um potentially hit, you know, uh world standards and whatnot.
0: You know, you've you've got an interesting um you know, sort of side thing going on in that you are, uh, you're actually a PhD student, um, you know, that, that must take up a lot, a lot of your time. What's the training situation like? Like, who, who's your coach? And, you know, do you have people that you can reliably, uh, you know, jump into workouts with? Um, you know, how's, how's that going?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually really happy with my situation now. Um, kind of with a lower profile group, I'd say, um, compared to Guelph, at least, Um, So my coach is CJ, Chris Johnson. He also is an assistant coach for the UBC team. Um, And I've just got a small group of training partners that CJ coaches. Um, But I also tend to run with a lot of other people um, that aren't even a part of my group. Uh, So I'll run with people from BCEP. Um, there's some other people that I do some mountain work with, some vertical training. Um, and then there's another girl who just moved here from Boulder, who's an Olympian in the 3K steeplechase chase that I've been able to do quite a bit of running with as well, even though she's training herself or coaching herself. Um, my coach is really open to me, really just working with whoever if it if it helps out. I mean, there was a workout before Houston, where um, Natasha Wodok came down and with her coach, Lynn Kanuka, and both her coach and my coach, CJ, were just hanging out. Both of our groups were out there training. So um, everyone kind of gets along. CJ is my primary. He is my only coach, but
0: my training partners
1: seem to to differ based on the workout um, and my training.
0: Yeah, You know, what... I I think we're all kind of curious because I don't think a lot of people are are familiar with CJ as a coach. You know, a lot of people have a lot of different approaches to to half marathon training. What were like some big key workouts for you, uh, you know, going into Houston?
1: So um, we tended to do, we dropped back to two workouts a week. Um, For a lot of my life, I feel like I've been doing three, but going to half marathon training two seem to work a lot better, Um, two slightly bigger workouts, paired with um, a longer, slightly faster-paced long run on Sunday. So one of the workouts would be a little bit more speed, sort of a bit of fartlek or a bit on the track. And then the second workout I would feel like is more of a a key half-marathon workout. So it would be anywhere from like a long progression tempo, um, sort of like, you know, uh, 60 minutes, typically total, some at marathon pace, some at half marathon pace, or something more like 3 by 5 k or 3K intervals or 4K intervals, um, something like that. And the, I feel like the long run was also really key for me, Um, Especially considering this is the first year that I've actually really focused on half marathon training. So being able to work up to about like uh, two hours or up to about 30k um, at a pretty solid pace, like not a job. I think that also really helped me stay pretty strong throughout the half marathon
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but but like you weren't like looking to hit say marathon pace or, you know, threshold pace at at any time. It was just trying to boost the overall speed of of, you know, the long run?
1: Yeah, so we would never get down to even marathon pace or half marathon pace, just but just keeping it at, you know, not a slow pace.
0: It's important to mention that Robin is still a PhD student as well too. So that's where the next line of questioning went. And she starts by explaining just what she does.
1: Um, so my field is uh, specifically neurophysiology. Hmm. Um, I'm in the the neuromechanics department of Kinesiology at UBC.
0: And uh, you know, like does it does it have a whole lot of um application to sports and stuff? because I, I know visiting different teams and stuff that is something that they are starting to put a lot more focus on to, uh, and in, including your old team in Guelph. I, I know that they're doing some, some pre-workout exercises to, uh, really engage that, you know, perhaps, uh, go into a little more depth and, and, does it apply to your own training at all?
1: Yeah. So this might be a surprising answer, but I would say I keep them in kind of separate compartments. So for me, um, my research is entirely different. I don't study sport at all. In, if anything, I'm going more um, the clinical direction. So I do a lot of um, basic science, so basically figuring out you know, how these sensory nerve fibers work, what types of stimuli do they encode, and um, how they're connected to the, the nerves that control the muscles, that type of basic science. Um, I'm moving into looking at um, clinical population um, but I would say I've kind of stayed away from mixing that in with sport. Um, but on the other hand, I think just given the general training in kinesiology and in biomechanics and everything that else that goes along with that, it does give me the ability to go and research things and look up things when I need to know something about my training or about nutrition or about injuries. So particularly about injuries, I'll go to primary literature and figure things out. Um, so it does help in that respect. Um, but I think I'm, I'm going to keep those things in, in separate box, boxes. So my research is not really related to my running, my sport,
0: okay, so you have a pretty killer half marathon time now uh you know a good ten k time as well too all this would seem to point to um some sort of you know eventuality that you'll you'll run a marathon one day is is what what are the plans for that is is that something in the cards
1: <laughs> yeah i was afraid you might bring this up um, <laughs> I, <laughs> the problem is i haven't sat down and talked with my coach about this yet. So he might be hearing this for the first time over a podcast, which isn't (laughs) ideal. But but I'll say it anyway. Um, I would love to run a marathon sooner rather than later, maybe in the next year or two. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I feel like I've got a a lot of momentum right now. This longer distance training seems to be really agreeing with me and it's clicking. Um, And then also with my PhD, I only have you know, a year, year and a half left, and then it's going to be traveling, finding postdocs, applying for faculty positions, potentially getting a lab up and going. And I just don't know how conducive that's going to be to marathon training. And so it's something I need to think about more. Um, but yeah, it's something that's definitely at the back of my mind. Um, right now, I really do want to have a good track season, and then, um, maybe make a a big decision after that, which direction I want to go.
0: All right. Well, that that's a that's a fair enough uh, that's a, a fair enough answer, um, and and I appreciate you uh, you disclosing that. Uh, you know, you mentioned the the Vancouver, uh, you know, the Canadian Championships in the ten thousand meter. Uh, where else can we can we expect you to maybe race this year? Maybe uh, we can keep our our eye out for that.
1: Hmm. Well, I think <laughs> I'm going to do a, a low-key 5,000 at the track at UBC with a friend pacing me just so I can, um, at, at the UBC Open, just so I can try and go after my 5K PB. Then I'll potentially do another 5,000 um, in Portland. Um, and then after that, focus on the 10,000 other than that, on the road, I'm definitely planning on doing the uh, Vancouver Sun Run because uh, that's just an awesome race if you're in the area. It's really cool to be sort of on the start line with, you know, like over 40,000 people behind you. And they start the women first, so you're just all running through the streets. Um, other than that, like after the 10,000, I'm going to do mountain running. Um, which is, I think of it as kind of like the treat at the end of my season. Um, I'm going to train for Canadian mountain running championships and the Red Bull 400 again. Um, Yeah, which is something that I did for the first time last year and Red Bull sent me to Austria for the World Red Bull 400 championships. So that's something I'd like to repeat again this year if I can.
0: All right. Well, we we know where to look for you for. Uh, now she is Robin Mildren. Uh, she was she came in third place at the Canadian uh, 10,000 meter championships this past year. Also put down a blazing fast 113. 21 in Houston, Texas, just a couple week weekends ago at the uh, at the Houston Half Marathon. It's been a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of fun to to watch you progress over you know this past year. Like you said, you seem to be on on. Uh, a real role right now and uh it'll be exciting to see what, what comes in the future thanks a lot for being on the show this week robin
1: thank you so much
0: well that wraps up another edition of the terminal mile big thanks to my guests this week robin as well as the trackie for their ongoing support if you want to find us online you can do so on instagram and twitter at the terminal mile we are also on itunes stitcher TuneIn, spotify google play and of course tracky.ca. thanks to you for listening this has been the terminal mile a Tracking Radio production.